This is the Dr. Nicolia Show, where we discuss life goals, mindset blocks that prevent you from living your purpose, and have fun while doing it. All for a better mind, a better life, and a better you. Hi, and welcome back to another Transformational Tuesday with me, Dr. Nicolia. I'm excited that you guys are here today because I want to teach you one of my most secret strategies that I use to increase my productivity. So we all know that we're busy, right? We all have all of these things that we have to be attentive to, whether it's work or a spouse or your kids or your business or a goal or extracurricular or volunteer things or church and there's all these different things that pull our attention away and it makes it difficult to be effective in any one area because we're not able to be focused on any one area specifically. And so if you're like most people, you probably have a lot of goals or different things that you want to get accomplished, but the idea of being able to find time for it seems um, it seems elusive, like it just will never happen. It seems like you can never accomplish it. But I'm here to tell you that whatever your big goal is, if you make room for it, it can happen. And if you're like most people, you're probably like, there is no room for it. But that's what we're going to talk about today. So one of the things that I use with my clients, my one-on-one clients, is a daily power hour. And I'm going to break down like the steps to create a power hour so that you can make a non-negotiable in your day and be successful at working towards your goals. So the big thing that you want to start with is to identify your your goal, the big overarching goal that you're like, I really want to achieve this. This has been a goal that's been stirring in my spirit for some time or something that I'm really passionate about. Um, I want to be able to achieve it. Now, here's the thing. Don't go on and tell me everything on your to-do list because the reality is your to-do list is probably... 30 to 100 things long. You got to clean out the pantry. You got to clean out your closet. You got to order new shoes. You got to whatever. Like, I mean, there's a million things on your to-do list. Those are not goals. Goals are like the things that you want to achieve, whether that's going back to school and getting a bachelor's or a master's degree or writing a book or starting a business, starting a blog or starting a podcast um, or getting yourself out of debt. Goals are those big, huge things that kind of seem overwhelming, kind of sometimes seem close to impossible, but you know that you want to accomplish it regardless. I think back to when I wanted to first write a book. There was nobody around me that had ever written a book. I just knew that I wanted to. So the goal itself seemed impossible, but the goal itself never left my spirit. Like I thought about it all the time. Like, how can I write this book? How can I make time to have it happen? And so your first step is to identify your big goal. And just for this activity, I want you to just pick one and we're going to work on it for the next 30 days. Okay. You might have two or three. And obviously when you finish this one, then you can add on the next one. But I want you to take a moment and contemplate like what that big goal is. Once you identify that big goal, I want you to think of what has been in your way or what has been distracting you from being able to accomplish it. If you're like most people, it's probably like your spouse or your kids or your work responsibilities, but there's something that we're not always being honest about. And that's sometimes we're our own distraction, right? We're in our own way. And what I mean by that is that we often have habits that don't serve our goal. So whether that's because you scroll net, scroll social media all the time or watch Hulu or Netflix all the time or sleep in and you know hit snooze on your alarm clock, those are distractions. So one of the things that I 
always have my clients do is I have them wait about 24 to 48 hours and just monitor their schedule. Watch how they're spending their day. So kind of keep a, a log. A lot of people that are working on like losing weight will keep a food log. I like to call it a time log. So you're keeping track of how you're spending your time. What do you do when you wake up? How much time are you spending at breakfast? Are you doing a lot of small talk at work? How often are you on social media? Nowadays, our smartphones will track our time. And my iPhone actually even breaks it into categories. Not sure if like droids do that or Samsung's or whatever, but my iPhone will break it into categories and tell me that I spent five hours on social media. Um, And so that's a good way for you to start tracking time as well. But the point of this activity is to spend the next day or two to track your time, to see if your time is serving you. And if you're being honest, what you're going to find is your time is probably not serving you. Because the reality is we have a ton of time. We're just not maximizing our time. We're not using it appropriately. So if you have 24 hours in your day, you work for eight hours, I'd say maybe an hour for a commute. That how many and then you sleep for eight hours, that's 17 hours. So somewhere in your day, somewhere in your day, you have another got to do the math, right? Eight plus eight plus one. Yeah, 17 hours. So somewhere in your day, you have another seven hours that you can use for whatever. And so whether that's, you know, working on your big goal, whether that's you scrolling social media, you being on Netflix, you sleeping in, you taking naps, you talking on the phone, you texting, you scrolling random websites. Those are that's where your time is going. But the reality is most of us have time in our day, even if you don't have the full seven hours because you got to cook or run your kids to extracurriculars, you have an hour. And that's what I'm going to help you find. So after you identify your distractions, I want you to think of a strategy to remove those distractions. And so for you, it may be taking your phone off your nightstand so that when you wake up, you can't even hit snooze. It may be instead of where your remotes are, you put a laptop there because you know that you need to be typing instead of watching TV. It may be asking your spouse like, hey, I realize that cooking is a distraction because I get really excited and I cook really expansively and then I have to clean a lot and then the kids get in my way. Can you help me with the kids and with cooking two days a week? Whatever it is, your point, the point is you need to identify what the distractions are from your big goal and find something to replace them. Now, I want you to also take over the next day or two, I want you to consider where you feel most productive. So meaning, like, what do you think? Like, do you think that you're most productive in the morning? Do you think that you're most productive in the evening? Do you think that you're most productive on your lunch hour? We all have a time of day where we're in um, a state of you know, being able to focus. And so for me personally, my most productive time is early in the morning. I'm talking about like 5 a.m. in the morning. And my friends and my family think that I'm crazy because they're like, why do you wake up at five in the morning if you don't have to? But for me, nobody's calling my phone at five o'clock in the morning. I'm not really getting any social media alerts or any text messages. And my kids aren't up. And so at five in the morning, when I want to sit down and work on something, whether it's writing a blog or recording a podcast or um, writing a book or whatever it may be, nobody's distracting me. And so I can be really, really focused. There's nothing that that's taking my attention away from what I need to do. And so that's the same thing 
for you. Like everyone has a time of day. For some of my clients, it's the evening. I actually wrote a book called The Devoted Dreamers because I always thought that the morning was great for everyone. But the more I started to work with other people, the more I realized that some people are really, really hard workers late at night when everyone in their family is asleep or when they, you know, after they've gone through the day. For me at night, I'm thinking about the day and all the things I should have changed, the things I want to work on for tomorrow. That's not my time, but that time might be for you. I have a client of mine who got super creative and she was like, you know, I'm going to start maximizing my lunch break. She had an hour and a half lunch break, the most random time in the day. And so she packed lunch because she wanted to save money. She spent the first part of lunch eating for about 20 to 25 minutes and the last part of lunch writing because... You know, everyone thought she was at work, so she wasn't getting phone calls, but that was the time that worked for her. Your job is to find the time that works for you. And if you do a good job with this time tracking, you'll notice like, wow, I really have a good gap right at this point. Or if I went to bed earlier, I could wake up earlier, you know, whatever it is, you'll find that time. Once you identify that time that you can dedicate about an hour, I want you to put that on your calendar. And this is the reason I want you to put it on your calendar. Whether you have a virtual or a physical calendar, when you write in work requirements or doctor's appointments, those are non-negotiable. Meaning you don't call your boss and say, "Mm, I don't really feel like coming today. Or you don't call your doctor and be like, yeah, I'm not feeling this appointment today. I'm not coming. We go. And the reason that we go is because we don't have a choice. But in the same way we commit to doctor's appointments, and work events and our kids' extracurriculars are the same way we need to commit to our goals because our goals are just as, if not more, important as those things. And so put it on your calendar the same way you'd put a work function on your calendar. If you're looking for a good calendar to have, I'll put it in my show notes. I have the most amazing calendar and it is a physical planner, but I love it, love it, love it. It's called the Law of Attraction Planner. I got it on Amazon, but I'm going to put it in the show notes so you can check it out and get the one that I have. I actually have a video as well that I've made to go with it and like how to use it, but it's it's changed my life. Anyways, I want you to put it on your calendar so that you can commit to it. The next step is I want you to find an accountability partner. So whether that is your husband or your wife or your best friend or your kids. Um, the other day I was, I'm working on a book right now. And the other day, one of my daughters, I was, I was typing, but I was actually on social media. Now, luckily I was doing something for my business, but had I not been, this would have really gotten me into, this would have really shaken me up. But she came down and she's like, mom, are you, are you writing? Are you working on your book? And immediately I went, oh, shoot, I need to carve out some time for writing today. But just having that person check in with you, that person ask you is really important to remind you like, hey, I need to be working on this. So if you tell your wife like, hey, I'm going to be really working on my book from the time I get home from 5 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. And she's cooking dinner and she sees you watching TV. She's going to be like, hey, you need to be in here helping me with dinner. or You need to be working on your book. So that serves as a reminder. So find yourself an accountability partner on this journey. If you're looking for additional support on this journey, you can sign up with a free call with me and I'll walk you through how I can support you as a coach. But I work really hard with my clients on goal setting, but more importantly, goal reaching. Like it's one thing to set a goal. It's a whole nother thing to reach it. So anyways, that'll be in the show notes as well. The show notes are going to be detailed today. You guys got to make sure you check them out. Anyways, I want you to get that accountability partner and then I want you to commit to this power hour. And here's what I mean by committing. You cannot do the power hour one day. You can't even do the power hour for one week and expect that it's going to be easy. This is going to be a transition and a change and somewhat of a challenge for you because it's new. But here's the truth. The more you practice it, the more it becomes a regular part of your day. 
it's so regular to me that if I miss my power hour, I feel out of sorts. I'm like, darn, I'm, you know, I overslept or, you know, one time I wasn't feeling well. And so I, I deserved to oversleep. But the whole rest of the day, I just felt, felt out of sorts. I felt weird. I felt off. And so you're going to begin to feel that way when you make it a regular practice. But also in turn, when you make it a regular practice, you'll start to see success instantly. So if your power hour is you know, geared towards you losing weight and you spend an hour dedicated to working out and researching diet or re- working out and meal prepping, you're, you're going to notice weight loss pretty quickly. If your power hour is dedicated to you writing a book and you spend an hour a day writing, you're going to notice a lot of progress really soon. If your power hour is gearing up to start a podcast and you're spending that time recording and then researching, you know, hosting sites and listening to other podcasts that are going to inform your podcast, you're going to no- notice progress soon. The reason people don't notice progress with their goals is because they start and stop. They start one day, they make a little bit of progress, and then they stop. And then they give up because there's progress didn't magically happen. Progress is not going to magically happen. You have to be intentional about carving out that time, dedicating to it, committing to it, and making it happen. And then what you'll notice is you'll start to motivate yourself just by your progress. You know, when you have 20 pages written and your goal is to have 100, you feel really motivated. When you're down 15 pounds and you want to lose 30, you're going to feel really motivated. When you've saved $1,000 and your goal is to save $3,000, you are going to feel very motivated. And so this is, this is why it's important to not give up. So some of my clients, I understand, will dedicate six days a week and give up on Sunday. Totally get it. And that's 100% your call. What I've noticed personally for me, if I stick with it as much as possible, it helps. Now I'm in a position now that I, you know, you guys have heard about my Sabbath practice and how I have incorporated that. My power hour on Sabbath and something that's exciting for me is reading. So reading helps to inform my writing. Reading helps to give me ideas of things that I want to podcast. Reading helps to give me things that I want to share with my clients. Reading gives me ideas of things that I want to blog. And so my power hour on Sunday is still a power hour. It just looks different than it does Monday through Saturday. So I still dedicate that time. And so for you, you can get creative. You can take Sundays off. But whatever it is, you want to be consistent as possible. So if you're taking Sundays off, make sure you're not missing Monday through Saturday. If you're doing it at 5 a.m. do it at 5 a.m. Monday through Sunday like whatever you need to make sure that you're as consistent as possible when you work through this process what you're going to notice is that you're gonna you're gonna instantly feel like there's actually time for your goals you're going to feel like your goals are important you're going to feel like you're putting yourself in a position to succeed because guess what to all of those things you are. So I want you to get started on your power hour. This has been one of the most life-changing productivity hacks that I've ever used, um, that I've used not only with myself, with my daughters, with my clients. And I want you to give it a try because ultimately your goals matter. So I'm going to ask you a question before I go. Think of that big goal that you have. And I want you to ask yourself, what would it mean to you and how would your life look if you actually made room to accomplish it? All right, guys, I will see you next Tuesday. Have an amazing week. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Dr. Nicoya Show. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Nicoya Williams or on my website, NicoyaWilliams.com for more info on this podcast. As always, subscribe to the show to be sure to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh new content. See you next Tuesday.